This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. It just dawned on me this morning that today is really a prophetic moment. It's a prophetic moment because the 14th of May is a very important day. It's the day when, after 2,000 years, God restored the nation of Israel in 1948. And for this year, the same day that is so prophetic happens to be Mother's Day. I think there's something that God is up to. In Isaiah chapter 66, verse 8, the Bible says this, Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 8. We have heard such a thing. We have seen such, such things. Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. I think there is this scripture clearly links the rebirth of Zion to mothers. And today I want to speak to you on a title called Travailing Mothers, Securing the Future. I may be speaking to mothers but because the Bible says in Christ there is neither male nor female. So men don't sign out because I'm talking to mothers. You may just find that God is also speaking to you. So if we kick off in bearing in mind Isaiah 66 verse 8. Again, keep in mind Isaiah 66 verse 8. We have heard such a thing. We have seen such things. Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. I want you to remember those words. As soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. If we turn to Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. The Bible says this, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Ye shall bruise your head. So God is talking to the devil, to the serpent. He says, I will put enmity between you, the serpent, and the woman, between your seed, the seed of the serpent, and her seed. And the seed of the woman shall bruise the serpent's head. And you, serpent, shall bruise his heel. Verse 16 goes on to say, To the woman, God said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth, and in pain you will bring forth children. Yet your desire will be for your husband, and you will rule over you. I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth, and in pain you will bring forth children. You know, a preacher of old once said, all truth is parallel. 
Corinthians says first the natural, then the spiritual. There is a principle here that we are seeing. Many times when we look at Genesis 3 verse 15, we start, when we, talk, we start by talking about the enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. I want you to put that scripture back, back up there. And we miss something critical in that verse, back, verse 15. We miss something very critical. God says, and I'll put enemy between you, serpent, and the woman. Between your seed and her seed. There are two enmities that the Bible is talking about right here. He's talking about an enmity between the woman and the serpent. And secondly, enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. You see, it is because of that enmity between the woman and the serpent that God speaks on to the woman and says, Woman, you shall bring forth seed through pain and travail. Because really God was drawing battle lines. Because he was linking the birth pain. He was linking travailing and wailing with the battle for the seed. Although we know that Christ is the seed of the woman that the Bible is talking about. There's also a sense in which God was saying, from this moment, Satan, you tried to destroy the human race by deceiving the woman. And you thought she was the weaker vessel. And so you are deceiving her and you want to destroy the human race. Then God turns around in a paradox and he says, the very vehicle you thought would be your point of entrance. That vehicle is the one that will be at enmity with you forever. So you find right there in the book of Genesis, there's a declaration of enmity between the woman and the serpent. Between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. And as you, as you close redemption history in Revelation, you find the enemy still battling with the woman and her seed. So, God says that this enemy will remain. And I want to talk to that because it has immense prophetic significance. So God says, woman, your seed shall crush the head of the serpent. So I have put enemy between the woman and the serpent. But this battle between the woman and the serpent will be a battle of seeds. So the devil is building up his seed to destroy the seed of the woman. And the woman is nurturing a seed so that a seed will crush the head of the serpent. Do you follow what we're talking about? Now, this seed we are talking about is initially the seed of Christ. But ever since Calvary, this seed can also apply to natural seed. So the seed of the woman, which is her natural seed, shall crush the head of the serpent. And the seed of the woman, which is her spiritual seed, shall crush the head of the serpent. But that seed can be financial seed. So God is saying, the seed that you have, your financial seed that you sow, shall crush the head of the serpent. He's also saying, your corporate seed, you may create and build a company, build an organization. That seed that comes out of you is a seed that will crush the head of the serpent. Remember the Bible says this. Whatever is born of God destroys the world. So, 
we see that really at the heart of this there is a mandate of travailing. She says, woman, the way you are going to battle with the enemy is that you are going to travail to produce seed. You are going to travail in birth to produce seed. But you are also going to travail in prayer until Christ is birthed in your seed. And he's saying you're going to travail until your seed fulfills its destiny. Guys, move forward quickly. Okay. So the birth pangs that he's talking about are pangs of birthing a seed. And pangs of seed preservation. So God is saying to the woman, not only are you going to have pain in birth and during birth, but it shall be a principle that through travail you shall bring forth seed. Through travail, you shall preserve your seed. That seed may be financial, that seed may be natural, that seed may be spiritual, that seed may be something that God has asked you to birth. So the birth pangs really are there to secure the future. For without seed, there is no future. Now when you look at this curse which is pronounced on the woman, you realize that it attacks the woman at the point of motherhood. Because you really, when you look at the Bible, you realize that the storyline of the Bible is about the seed of the woman who comes to redeem mankind. So throughout the generations, it's about the seed of the woman. But you see, without motherhood, the Bible's storyline will crumble. Guys, you're, you're so slow. So, without motherhood, the Bible storyline crumbles. For its protagonist, which is the seed of the woman, would never have been born to triumph over the anti-protagonist, who is the ancient serpent. So you realize that Satan attacked Eve because he was afraid of your seed. Because he knew that the seed of the woman would triumph over him. Now, what has that to do with Mother's Day? You know, when you think about Mother's Day, and you think about its origins, it started a long time ago as a pagan event. And being a pagan event, when you come to things like that, it's a matter of conscience. You see, the way I look at things which originate as pagan things is that the devil does not originate anything. He just perverts what God has in mind. So you can redeem those things and use them for godly purposes. So when the devil created Mother's Day as a pagan event, it was redeemed in the United States by a woman called Julia Howard Ho, who wrote the hymn called the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Let me just say a little bit about this hymn, or let me recite a few things about this hymn. Some may know it, some not. It's a very powerful hymn. It starts by saying, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the Lord, the coming of the Lord. He is trembling out the village where the grapes of wrath are stored. And it goes on and on. The next stanza says, I have read a fiery gospel written burnished rows of steel. 
As ye deal with my contemners, so with you my grace shall deal. Let the hero born of a woman crush the serpent with his heel. Since God is marching on. So she clearly links this woman Mother's Day to the seed of the woman. She clearly sees a connection there. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But she goes on to say in one of the, the stanzas, says, he has sounded from the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift my soul to answer him. Be jubilant my feet, for our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free while God is marching on. So th this is the, the hymn that this lady penned. So when she wrote this hymn, she clearly understood biblical principle. So on this day when she decided to declare Mother's Day, she said, although it was created to be a pagan event, we should not do it like that. So that day as she imagined it, wasn't a day for honoring mothers, but it was a day for mothers to plead for world peace. So she clearly realized the power of mothers as intercessors. So people have taken the weapon of the travailing mother and replaced it just with honor, which is still okay. But today I want to focus on the weapon of the mother as a weapon. So her proclamation read as this. Arise then women of this day. Arise all women who have hearts. Whether your baptism be of water or of tears. Say firmly, we will not have questions decided by irrelevant urgencies. Our husbands shall not come to us seeking, reeking of, of carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them for charity, mercy, and patience. With that in mind, I want us to turn as a backdrop to Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20 to 22. Jeremiah chapter 8, verses 20 to 22. The harvest is past, the people say, and the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the head of the daughter of my people I am at, I am mourning, astonishment is taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? So this is the prophet who is crying out. In chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place for travelers, that I might leave my people and go from them. And like their, their bow, they have bent their tongues for lies. They are not valiant for truth on the earth, for they proceed from evil to evil, and they do not know me, says the Lord. So he is describing why there is need, why he is crying. And the prophet is saying, you know, I am crying for the daughter of my people. They are not healed. Summer is past and we are not saved. We have sown our seed and there is no harvest. What is wrong? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no healer in Jerusalem? Is there no healer in Zion? Why is the wound of my people not healed? 
So in verse 4, it says, Everyone take heed to his neighbor and do not trust any brother. For every brother will utterly supplant, every neighbor will walk with slanders. Everyone will deceive his neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. They weary themselves to commit iniquity. Your dwelling place is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, says the Lord. So he is describing the condition that the nation finds itself in. And he says people deceive each other. There is no truth. Every neighbor will walk with slanderers. And you can't trust anybody. Your neighbor will deceive you. And he says the, the, their dwelling is, become, is in the midst of deceit. Because they have refused to know me, says the Lord. If you jump on verse 13 and 14, it says, And the Lord said, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and they have not obeyed my voice, nor walked according to it, but they have walked according to the dictates of their own hearts, after the bowels and the idolatry which their fathers taught them. So God is complaining and he is speaking judgment on the nation because they have turned away. In other words, the devil has ravaged the nation. So God comes to the solution. And the solution is found in verse 17 to 19. He says, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider and call for the mourning, the wailing, and the travailing women, that they may come, send forth, send for the skillful wailing women, that they may come. Let them make haste and take up a wailing for us, that our eyes may run with tears, our eyelids gush with water, for a voice of wailing is heard from Zion. How we are plundered, we are greatly ashamed because we have forsaken the land, because we have cast our dwelling place. So the, the, the travailing women are the answer to the ravages of the enemy. God says, I'll, make an, I'll create an enemy between you and the woman. So the devil has created confusion. And the prophet says, look, I wish I could, I could cry my head off as I pray, as I intercede for my people. Why is the, the wound of my people not healed? And he says the answer is in the wailing women. The answer is in the mothers who will stand up and travail for their seed and travail for the destiny of their children. Let me back up a little bit. I received... A court, I don't know how true it is, but I received a court which was posted on Facebook during the week. It's attributed to a guy called Phil Lola. And this is what he said. Macron, the newly elected French president, has no children. German Chancellor Angela Merkel has no children. British Prime Minister Theresa May has no children. Italian Prime Minister Paolo Yandiloni has no children. Holland's Prime Minister Mark Rutte has no children. Sweden's Prime Minister Stefan Löfven has no children. Luxembourg's Xavier Bettel has no children. Scotland's Prime Minister Nicole Sturgeon has no children. Jean-Claude Juncker, the President of the European Commission, has no children. Then Phil Lawler makes this co comment. So a grossly disproportionate number of people making decisions about the future of Europe have no direct stake in that future. Here is my point. We as believing men and women we are battling for the future of our seed. 
But often we have left the decisions concerning the destiny of our seed in the hands of people. We have no personal stake in that future. Should we not stop and think? Say to your neighbor, neighbor, I'm wondering where he's going. So clearly, what we are saying here is that when Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, when God said, I'm creating enemy between a woman and the serpent, he was saying, I realize that the person really with a personal stake in the future of the seed is the woman. That's why even people who invest, they say, I mean, when those who led, they say, if you give money to a man, the family may starve. But if you, give to a, if you want to take care of the family, give the money to a woman. Because she has a personal stake. So God fully understood that principle. And he committed the battle for the future of the seed to a woman. Because she has a personal stake in that future. So when we think about Mother's Day, we are thinking about the future of our children. We are thinking about our destinies. We are thinking about what the enemy is trying to do to derail the destiny of our children, the destiny of our nation, the destiny of our finances. And God says when that destiny is ravaged, call forth the wailing women. Call forth the travailing women. Call forth the prevailing women. Then they may begin to bombard the heavens and begin to turn the battle because the person who the enemy is after is the mother of the seed. So my call today on this Mother's Day is say, mothers, let's forget for a moment how you will be honored. But let's rally the women so that they begin to travail. And we travail for the birth of our children. We prevail for the preservation of our children. There is a mother who is barren today because the enemy is afraid of the seed of that woman. It is the day today that we must battle for that children. There's a woman today who is worried because your son, your daughter has gone wayward. Today, instead of thinking of your honor, let's rally together and battle for that seed. Let's fight for that child. That there's no child of mine who will die sick. There's no child of mine who the enemy will torment. Today, we want to rally the mothers. Just like Julia Howe said, the women, the mothers, we have a personal stake. In the future of the seed. Who said we are tired of having to nurse our children. We are tired of having to nurse our children. When they have been buffeted by HIV AIDS. When they have been harassed by drugs. And they come back and their life is gone. And then I have to nurse them. I am tired of women. who have been abandoned by husbands. Who run after, after small houses. And when they are about to die. They come back to that original wife. It is time for women to rise up and say. No more will our husbands be harassed by the enemy. No more. Today, today, we are going to pray for the seed. We are going to pray for those wayward husbands. We are going to pray for those wayward children. Because the greatest way to honor a woman is that your children are raised around here. The greatest way to honor a woman is for your husband to love and to be there. So today we are waging a war for the seed. 
Let me show you an example of a woman who did exactly this. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 10 to 13. This is the story of Hannah. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10 to 13. Deeply hurt, Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept with many tears. Making a vow, she pleaded, Lord of hosts, if you will take notice of your servant's affliction, remember and not forget me, and give your servant a son, and I'll give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and his year will never be cut. While she was praying in the Lord's presence, Eli watched her lips. Hannah was speaking to herself. Although her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli thought she was drunk. You see, here is the thing. Many people were focusing, remember in Jeremiah, it says when things are bad, when things have gone wayward, call for the wailing women, call for the travailing women, because they have already practiced in the birth pangs of giving birth. And these are the women who know in the spiritual how to travail and deliver the seed. So she is, she is praying, and she is praying for her own seed. But really when you think about it, at this point in time, it was not just her seed, because her seed seed was the answer to the destiny of the nation. The nation was not hearing from God. The nation had turned away from God. And so when she was praying, really Hannah was praying concerning the destiny of Israel. Because the Bible says in those days, the word of God was not heard. The lamb of God had gone down. So people thought she was praying about a child. But the child of Hannah was a seed of destiny. Was a seed for the redemption of nation. Listen to me, child of God. The child you bear is a seed of destiny. Your child you bear is a solution to the problems of Zimbabwe. The child you carry is a solution to the problems of Africa. So when you pray and you intercede for that seed, you are not praying about your child. You are praying about the destiny of the work of God. Because in your womb, that womb that the enemy has closed, is supposed to birth a seed that will become a mighty servant of God. That womb that the enemy has closed is supposed to birth a child who is supposed to be an answer to the problem of HIV AIDS. So Hannah was not praying about herself. So when the women begin to cry, it's just like Zion, which is laboring. For a nation to be born. In 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 20. The Bible says. So in the course of time. Hannah conceived. And gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel. Saying because I asked the Lord. For him. Verse 26. As surely as you live my Lord. I am the woman who stood here beside you. Praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed. And the Lord has granted me what I asked for. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he'll be given over to the Lord. So Hannah was a godly mother who understood that the future of the nation was wrapped in a seed. And as she prayed through, as she travailed, as she groaned, as she wept before God, because people had summoned the wailing women, then the nation was redeemed through the seed. You know, throughout the ages, Satan has tried to stop the birth of the seed. That is why women are wired with a prophetic intuition to wail and intercede for the seed and for the future. Because I tell you, ever since Calvary, 
Every seed of a believing woman is destined to bruise the head of the serpent. I'm talking about natural seed. But I'm also talking about spiritual seed. I'm talking about financial seed. Because we are going to pray for your seed. Those who have given your seed concerning faith in action. We are going to pray that this seed will break the head of the serpent. That this seed becomes the seed of destiny. That this seed will break the oppression of the devil over your finances. We are going to pray for seed. There are people whose sons and daughters have been harassed by the devil. It may be mental conditions. It may be physical conditions. It may be spiritual conditions. But we are going to pray and release a seed of wailing. And we are going to battle for that seed because that seed is meant to crush the head of the serpent. Would to God that in this hour you would raise up for us some wailing mothers, some travailing mothers who will contend for the seed of destiny. I move to close. Let's look at one more mother. Let's look at Mary. In Luke chapter 2 verse 19. The Bible says, Mary, a virgin has been. The God speaks to her and says, you will. You shall conceive. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And in verse 19 of Luke chapter 2. It says, but Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. These were the things, the prophetic words which had been spoken over his seed, which had been spoken over the Christ, because we have come full cycle to the seed of the woman that had been promised. In verse 51, it says, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. What does it mean? It means Mary meditated and prayed through the prophetic words over her seed. Listen to me, child of God. Listen to me, woman of God. I mean, you, there are words that have been spoken over your seed that the enemy is fighting because God has said there shall always be enmity between the woman and the serpent, between her seed and the seed of the enemy. So the battles you are fighting concerning your son, the battles you are fighting concerning your daughter, the battles you are fighting are really fighting. You are fighting battles because there is something that God wants to do with that child. There is something the enemy is angry about with that child. But we need to think and meditate on the prophetic words. The things that God assured you concerning that child. So mothers have a burden of treasuring and guarding the prophetic destiny of the seed. So when you have sown your financial seed, when you have sown your corporate seed, when you have sown your natural seed, you have a responsibility to guard the prophetic destiny of that seed. Mary had a burden of raising the seed of destiny as a single mother. When you study the history of the Bible, you understand that you only hear about Joseph in the early stages. After a while, Joseph disappears. Presumably, theologians believe that he was dead. Because from a certain point, it always talks about Mary and the brothers of Jesus. It doesn't mention Joseph. So Mary had to, to, to take care of the seed as a single woman. Somebody is saying, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a single parent. Listen to me, Mary was like you. But she still championed and travailed for the seed of destiny. She had the burden of having her son rejected by men. And she saw the burden of her son being crucified. And these are burdens that women have to carry.
So my mandate today is to heed the voice of the prophetic word spoken by our men of God who said that in this season going to action we are going to pray corporately. And today I want to call on the mothers. Jeremiah 9, 17 to 18 says consider and call for the wailing women that they may come and send forth send forth skillful Wailing women, that they may come. Let them make haste and take up a wailing for us. There is seed that has been attacked. There is seed that needs to be birthed. It may be natural, it may be financial, it may be spiritual. Even if you are single, you can produce spiritual children. You need to preserve that seed. We need to prevail for the seed of destiny. There's a scripture in Isaiah 37, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 37, verses 3 and 4. It says this. They're speaking to Isaiah. And says, thus says Hezekiah, this is a day of trouble, a day of rebuke, and a day of blasphemy. For the children have come to birth, but there is no power to bring them forth. Therefore lift up a prayer for the remnant that has been left. There are things we have fought for. There's financial sufficiency we have fought for as a ministry. And the children are come to birth, but there's no power to bring them forth. So call forth the waiting women. Call forth the travailing mothers. That they may contend with the enemy at the gates. Genesis 3.16 says, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children. So we have a mandate of travailing. I want you to think for a moment. God says, call forth the travailing mothers. On this Mother's Day, I want to call on the mothers. If you are a man, today I designate you a spiritual mother. And we want to come before God. And prevail for the seed. We are going to pray two prayers. No, no, no. Okay, let, let me change. Is Pastor Bonnie around? You, you, you know, I want some lady pastors and intercessors to come on stage. He says, call forth the wailing women. I want mothers on mics. Pastor, I want to ask you to lead us. There are so many seeds of destiny. 
that have been aborted or that the enemy has been attacking. But we want on this Mother's Day, in this moment, to birth those seeds, to preserve those seeds. There are so many children who have been children who have been attacked by the enemy. There are so many finances that have been attacked by the enemy. But today we want to raise a wail, a cry to God. And the congregation, we want a turn even in the finances ministry, in the finances of the people, in the natural birth, in spiritual children. We want the mothers to call forth because God has raised women as a hostile force against the enemy. So we want to fight back everything that the enemy has done to fight people of God. Will you be able to lead us well? Our identity is in Yeshua. Our identity is in Yahweh, our Father. Our identity and the identity of our seed is in Yeshua. In Him, all the fullness dwells. In Him, our God, our God is who we were fashioned and formed and made like. I want us to decree and to see the seed of God, the seeds of the woman, the seeds of the woman, that they will not be trampled down because the enemy is under their feet. The enemy is under our feet. Raise up a cry. Raise up a cry. Raise up a cry. Raise up a war cry. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God.
fulfilled unless our seed of finances break through into a harvest. And I want us as being led by these wailing women to just come and crush the head of the serpent. We have to have a financial breakthrough. We have to break through from the constraints of finances. Come on, let's pray concerning the finances ministry. Let's pray for a breakthrough. This is a seed that must be preserved. This is a seed that should be birthed. So let's birth this breakthrough and release the man of God so that this vision cannot be constrained by financial leg. Come on, let's just push one more time. Oh, come on. Oh my God, we cry for the wailing. We pray with prevail. We pray for financial we pray for plunder. Father, we pray for Pastor God. We pray for financial plunder. Financial plunder. Financial plunder, my God. We say the enemy cannot attack his seed. The enemy cannot attack his seed. The enemy cannot attack his seed. The enemy cannot attack his financial seed. We declare that our harvest is manifesting. His harvest is manifesting. There is a breakthrough over the finances of this ministry. There is a breakthrough over the finances of this ministry. Father, we speak life to that seed. We speak life to that seed. We speak abundance. We prevail. We prevail. We prevail in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. My God. We declare that the seed crushes the end of the seven. That seed crushes the end of the seven. Father, we call upon your name. 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 My God, Father, let there 
financial breakthrough for this ministry. We declare financial breakthrough that the seed that the man of God has sown, the labor he has put for financial harvest. Father, it's breaking forth. It's breaking forth. It's breaking forth. It's breaking forth. Right now, right now, declare that breakthrough. We declare that breakthrough. We declare that breakthrough. We break every obstacle. We break every resistance. We break every resistance in the name of Jesus. We travail. In a moment, I'm going to ask you as a mother to pray for, for your children. But before that, we, as your sons and daughters, we want to prevail and pray and travail for you, for your seed, for the things that God has planted in your heart, for your natural seed, your spiritual seed, the gift of God that is in you. We want to raise on this Mother's Day a travail for the seed of God in you. That that seed will be preserved. That your natural children are a seed or designed by God to crush the head of the serpent. So we are going to prevail against every attack of the enemy on all your natural seed, on your spiritual seed, on your financial seed. And this whole congregation on this Mother's Day, we want to gather with all these wailing women and we want to fight for the preservation of your sins. Thank you. So I will just ask this whole congregation, if uh, Pastor, all the, the first children, please come. Tommy, Ben, Daniel, Sarah, please come. We want to pray for you. Even John Wisdom. We will not allow the devil to torment the seed of the woman of God. Today we are having a prayer. Come on, church. Let's call the wailing women. Let's fight for the seed. Let's fight for the seed of our pastors. Father, we pray, we pray for the seed of the servants of God. We pray for the seed of the servants of God. And we pray for the seed of the servants of God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray right now. Father, we pray for the seed. We pray for their preservation. We pray for their preservation. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. On this Mother's Day, this seed is preserved. It's protected. This seed cannot be touched. Satan, you cannot touch the seed of the seven of God. You see, you cannot touch them. You cannot touch them. We have been protected over Tommy, over Ben, over Jonathan. We say, Satan, take your hands off. Take your hands off. Take your hands off. Over Daniel. 
Hold on, hold on. Listen, church. When the enemy wants to destroy a ministry, he attacks the first family. As we pray for Pastor Bonnie, Pastor Tom, their seed, what we are doing, we are creating a hedge of protection over this seed. So that the vision that God has given the man of God goes beyond his generation. So we are declaring preservation. Where are the grandchildren? Where is Rachel? I want everyone here. Guys, we are battling for the future of this ministry. We cannot allow the devil to torment their seed. Because this seed is created to crush the head of the serpent. Tommy, Jonathan, Ben, Daniel, Sarah, Rachel, their children, they are meant to crush the head of the serpent. So I want us to just raise a wail and declare the protection of God, the preservation of God, the breakthrough that God is talking about. Come on, church, one more time. Let's, let's go for it. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, we pray for this children, we pray for this family. Father, we declare preservation, we declare preservation, we declare preservation, we declare preservation, we declare preservation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare protection over the seed. We declare protection over the seed. We help our mother to fight and cry for the seed. We cry for the seed. We cry for the seed. We declare protection over the seed. We declare protection over the seed. My God, my God, my God, my God. We declare protection over the seed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we declare a hedge of protection. Father, we declare the enemy cannot destroy them. The enemy cannot do them any harm. Father, in the name of Jesus, and to avail, and to avail, and to avail, we raise intercessors, we raise intercession, we raise waiting women who will protect this family. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mom, you made them for your children. Before we do, I see the intensity of prayer in the women here. I feel it. It's atmospheric changing. And, but I would like to encourage you as a, as an act of obedience to the word of God, as the effectual fervent prayer. I see praying, but I don't see some fervency. In this world, we are dumbed down and we are made low, lulled to sleep and we are apathetic. But I want to encourage us one more prayer time for the seed that God has raised up and has planted in all these women and all of you to, because the enemy is under their feet. But sometimes they don't know that. So men, I would like you or whoever is in this part as well as here, to pray with a fervency when Paul had the devil uh, in the form of a serpent that latched onto his arm, he shook it off. And, and I want to stir up by way of reminder, stir yourselves up with some fervency out there. It's so easy to just stand there and say, So as we pray one more time, 
Men, stir yourselves up. You are beautiful, handsome, wonderful men of God. But let's stir ourselves up in utter prayer and praise to our God for the women and the seed. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go. Tomorrow is Jonathan's birthday. I believe he turns 29, 29. So I don't, I won't have any teenagers anymore because then Sarah turns 20. Turn 20? I'm a go-go for sure. But I want to tell you this. And here's... I pray that you will always know his love. 
And I pray that you will always know his peace. And when the storms of life at university come crashing down around your feet, I pray you see the rainbow at the end of every street. I pray you see his sunlight in the rain. I pray you know his comfort in the midst of any pain. And when you face a challenge, you must fight the fight of faith. I pray you know his faithfulness and his amazing grace. This is my
Just give me five more minutes and we are done. We promise to pray for those who brought their seed. But before we do, Pastor Bonnie, on this Mother's Day, we, we, your children, rise up and call you blessed. And on behalf of Celebration Church Borodell, representing the churches, we just want to say Happy Mother's Day and give you a gift to honor you. Thank you so much. So if you just want to believe God as we pray one more prayer to pray for those who have given their seed for seed action in obedience to the call by the man of God we want to contend for that seed that you receive your harvest you enter into your plunder you enter into your deliverance you enter into your breakthrough and you enter into your season of influence so if you'll just raise your hands across this auditorium let's pray Father in the name of Jesus Father, we come as a congregation. We have heeded the voice of your, your servant. Father, we have given our seed. And now we believe you. We join hands, Father, to contend for our seed. And we say this seed, this financial seed, will crush the head of the serpent. Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that there is financial breakthrough. We raise a wail and a trail right now for every seed sown. Father, I pray for every child of God who is sown of their time son of their talent, son of their finances, son of their resources, son of their effort and energy. Father, in this ministry, may not be able to say, I sowed in vain. May their seed, Father, be converted into a harvest. May their seed break through, Father, into plunder. May their seed break through, Father, into a mighty harvest. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know the desires of your people as they sowed their seed. They served this vision. Father, may no one ever be able to stand. And I say, I served in vain. Father, I pray for every person who has served this vision. Father, let there be a breakthrough for them. Let there be a harvest. Let there be an increase in dominion. Let there be an increase in influence. In the name of Jesus. Father, according to the word of your servant, you are the God who frustrates the tokens of liars and confirms the word of your servant. I ask you now, confirm the word of your servant. Confirm that word concerning breakthrough. Confirm that word concerning deliverance. Confirm that word, my God, concerning increase. Father, confirm that word because you are God who confirms the word of your servant. Father, we declare that your people are walking in the manifestation of word that your servant has spoken. Father, we are walking into it. We are walking into that breakthrough in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.